Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Abgenommen bedauert. Jet Morgan in Operation Luna. After spending one lunar day on the moon, Jet Morgan and his crew prepared to make their long journey back to Earth. But when the time came to take off, nothing in the ship would function. All efforts to find the reason for the ship's failure were fruitless, and the four men spent the lunar night, equivalent to 14 Earth days, within the ship, waiting and hoping. On the tenth day, strange tapping sounds were heard outside the ship as though somebody or something were inspecting it. Then, just as the sun was rising on the lunar horizon, the power unaccountably returned and the ship sprang to life. Once more, preparations for takeoff were made and radio contact with the Earth was attempted. Then, in the televiewer screen, appeared the image of a strange object. Good heavens! Is that the thing Lemmy saw during the guessing game? Is it Lemmy? Is it? Oh, you should know. You said you saw it yourself. You all did. Yes, but not like this with the rising sun lighting up every detail. We only caught a glimpse of it. That's when it arrived. It, it's been sitting out there ever since. You mean it landed here? Well, what else are we to think? Then who is it? What is it? Must be H.G. Wells' lot. There's only one way to find out. We'll go out there. Aye? No, but we can't. It's time for us to leave. We can't spare the oxygen. We've got a couple of hours yet. But you don't know what that thing is or, or what it can do to the us. The very reason I want to go. This is the biggest thing we've seen since we landed here. We can't pull out on it now. But, Jet, you... You're willing to come with me, Mitch? Yes, Jet. I'm all for it. Then get the suits, Lemmy. We're going out. Now, wait a minute, Jet. Think what you're doing. Eh? None of us know what that thing is out there. That's just why we're going outside to find out. It's too risky. We ought to take off while we got the chance. If you get stuck out there or get lost or something, it might be hours before we find you again. We have no intention of getting lost. Come on, Jet. But if you should, for any reason, it'll ruin any chance we've got of getting back to Earth before our oxygen supply runs out. We have more than 12 hours before we need worry about that. Meanwhile, that thing's sitting out there, just waiting for us. We can't pass up a chance like this. Look, there'll be another time. We'll be back. But that, whatever it is, may not be. We should photograph it at least. There can't be any danger in that. Oh, all right, Jet. If you're quite sure you know what you're doing, get your suits on. I'll open the hatch. Thanks. And let me... Yeah? Keep working on that radio. Try to raise Earth if you can. Tell them what we've seen and what we're doing. Right. Now, if you wouldn't mind handing me the camera, Doc, we'll go down. Okay, here you are. Thank you. Okay, Mitch. Right. You first. Now, keep us on the televiewer, Doc, and keep the recorder going. Take down every word we say. Right. And don't worry. We'll keep our distance. We'll just take a good look at it, take a few pictures, and be right back. Hello, Earth. Hello, Earth. Rocket ship Luna calling Earth. Okay, Doc. Close the hatch. Hatch closing. Not a piece. 
far south they still use radio back on Earth. Fastening hell list. Over to intercom. Stand by to exhaust airlock. Exhausting airlock. Hello. Hello, Earth. This is rocket ship Luna calling Earth. Calling Wongawala, Australia. Emergency. Matter of life and death. Oh, uh, emergency. Now listening out. Air pressure zero. Come in, please. Hello, Luna. Hello, Luna. Receiving you loud and clear. Hey, Doc, listen, we got something. What? Who are you, please? This is weather station XLG, stationed in Greenland. Picked up your call a few moments ago. Who did you say you were? Rocket ship Luna, commanded by Jack Morgan. Rocket ship Luna. Who is it, Lemmy? The base? Rocket ship Luna, a spaceship. And we thought all hope for you had been abandoned. It will be, unless somebody does something about us and quit. Lemmy, who is it? Let's get out there, Jet. Lemmy can handle the radio. Open the door, Doc. Main door opening. Where are you, Luna? Where do you think we are? On the moon, of course. Been stuck up here a fortnight, Earth time, and unable to communicate due to power failure. Can you help us? Anything you say. We're in constant contact with the Met Office in London. We'll relay our messages to them. Good. Tell them we're trying to contact the rocket launching ground at Wangawalla, Australia. Ask London to raise them and tell them to communicate with us. It's urgent. Very urgent. <laughs> Crater and, um, object in full view. Can you see it, Jeff? How does it look? Exactly the same as on the screen. It appears to be circular. About 40 feet in diameter and 10 feet high. The general shape is rather like a donut, but with a, a dome-like roof. Mitch is now taking pictures of it. You getting this, Doc? Yeah, every word. Sounds just like the thing I saw. It appears to be made of metal. The sides are very smooth with no visible seams or doors, but something like portholes or windows are at the base of the dome. It lies at the bottom of the crater. There's no sign of movement either near it or within it that we can tell from here. Jack? We're now going out, Doc, for a closer look. Watch your step. We will. Jet, this is the biggest thing that could have happened to us. This must mean that there is life in other parts of the universe. Now, don't let's go jumping to any hasty conclusion. How else could a thing like that appear from nowhere? Shall I go first? Yes, but wait at the bottom of the ladder. Now, don't attempt to approach the thing alone. Hello? Hello, rocket ship Luna. Weather station XLG calling rocket ship Luna. Over. Hello, XLG. Luna calling. I've passed your message to London, who are now contacting Wangawala. Keep listening out. You can expect to hear from them very shortly. Are you all safe? Jet and Mitchell and Doc Matthews. Yes, we are. We haven't all the oxygen left we'd have liked, but we've just about enough to get home. Glad to hear it. I suppose you'll be taking off any minute. Well, yes, except that Jet and Mitch have left the ship. We can't take off till they get back. Left the ship? What for? Oh, well, there's a thing out there. They've got to look at it and take a picture of it. What sort of a thing? Looks like another spaceship. It landed here during the night. You're sure it's not the man in the moon dropping in for a cup of tea? Don't you believe me? Well, at least you're in good spirits up there. Joking at a time like this. Oh, I'm not joking. Well, if you say so. Now, you better listen out for Wonga Walla. We should be calling you soon. Good luck. Hello, Doc. Jet calling. Receiving you. Go ahead. We've touched down on the moon's surface and we're walking towards the crater. Let us know when we're in camera range. Okay. Doc, did you hear that? Them fellows down in Greenland don't believe us. Hardly expected them to. I can hardly believe it myself. Hello, Luna. Hello, rocket ship Luna. Control calling. Go 
going from Bunker Walla Launchy Tram. Can you hear me? Come in, please. Control! It's Control! Did you hear that, Doc? We got him! Hello, Control! Hello, let me call him. Let me Barnet call him from the moon. Where you been all this time? Where have you been? What happened? Why didn't you take off? We couldn't. The whole ship packed in. We couldn't get a peep out of her. We've been stuck up here ever since. But we're all right now. Thank goodness for that. You're more than a week overdue. We've given you up as lost. Well, we're not. We're all here, large as life, and can't wait to get home. How soon do you expect to take off? Just as soon as Jet and Mitch get back. Get back? Where are they? They're outside. Outside, looking at the, uh... uh, uh oh, oh, blimey. Hello, Earth. Hello, hello, Earth. Lenny, the ship, the thing. Hello, Earth. Come in, please. I've lost contact. Hurry, for Pete's sake. Come over here. Look, look, stop. Oh, come here. Stop that noise. Look at the screen. Look at the look. dome on that thing. It's moving. Huh? It's moving slowly. Look, it's opening. The top is opening. There must be something in there. Can Jet see it? Jet! Hello, Jet. Hello, can you hear me? Jet! Mitch, this is Doc. Can you hear me? Don't move. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. Oh, it's Doc. Jet, oh. Mitch. Hello, Doc. This is Jet. Come in, please. Hello, Jet. Hearing you. We've been calling you. Didn't you hear us? It was that music. Came on again and we couldn't hear anything as usual. I lost contact with home, too. Doc, the dome of the ship or whatever it is has slid back. It's open. Yeah, we know. We saw it. Come back into the ship, Jet. Come back. What do you think, Mitch? You can go back if you want to. I'm not going. Not yet, I'm not. Oh, Mitch, where's your common sense? Jet, bring him back. Come on, Mitch. I'm not going back. But, Mitch, you're not afraid, are you? No, I'm not. But if there is anything in there, something hostile, how do we defend ourselves? We've no weapons, nothing. Oh, even if we had, they probably wouldn't be any good against... Whatever it is. All the more reason for caution. You're just scared. Uh, you have no right to say that, Mitch. I've got every right to say what I darn well please. Mitch, if anything should happen to us, what about Lemmy and Doc? How do they get home? I'm going on. I'm going right after that thing. If nothing comes out, I'm going to take a look inside. Oh, no, you're not. It's too risky. You're going to stop me. I am. I'd like to see you try. Go on. Mitch, pull yourself together. I'm going. Mitch, come here. Leave me alone. I won't come here. Jet, Jet, don't fight. The suits, you'll damage them. You hear that, Jet? If you use force, you might kill us both. <laughs> That's better. Fighting won't get anybody anywhere. Mitch, what's got into you? Shouldn't be hard to figure out. For years, I've worked on our ship, sweating my inside out, designing her and building her. And then, when we get here, here's another one, completely different in design. Probably holding a whole lot of secrets about long-distance space travel. And you want me to bypass it? Go back into our ship and go home without so much as taking a close look at this one? We've photographed it, haven't we? Photographs? What can they tell us? might just as well have photographed the image on the televiewer screen. Mitch, what exactly do you want to do? I want to go up to that thing, touch it, walk all around it, examine it. But the top has just opened. Something must have opened it, and that something may come out. I'm prepared to risk it. Do you want to come with me? Uh, yes, I do. Jet, wait. Jet, do as Doc says, please. Mitch, I'll come as far as the crater's rim. If you want to go down it, you go, but don't get out of my sight. All right? If that's what you want, I'll do it. It'll be better than nothing. Did you hear that, Doc? Yes. Then we'll start walking towards it. Slowly, Mitch, take your time. Hello, Luna. Hello, control calling. I've lost contact. If you can hear me, come in, please. Hello, control. Luna calling. Sorry for the interruption, but that music came on again. Music? What music? Body. Oh, well, the fact is Jet and Mitch are still outside the ship, and we can't get them back in. Outside? 
outside. What's the matter with them? Don't they know you must take off as soon as possible? Yes, they know, but there's something out there. Mitch won't leave it alone. What is it? It's, um... Well, we're not sure. Now approaching Crater Rim, Doc. Can see you. What do you mean, you're not sure? Well, we're not. That's why Jet and Mitch have gone out. Now on Crater's Rim. Lemmy, shut up. I can't hear what Jet's saying. And come over here and handle the recorder. I can't watch it and the televiewer. Hello, Earth. Look, there's a bit of a panic on up here. I'll call you again in a few minutes. All right, but don't leave it too long. Blimey, Doc. Why does everything have to happen at once? And why can't they leave that thing out there alone and let us get home? Lemmy, Mitch is going down into the crater now. Hello, Jet. Everything all right? Tonight is. How about you, Mitch? I'm not dead yet. Just walking across the crater floor. Nothing's come out of that thing. I suppose there is somebody or something in it. How should I know? Keep your mind on that recorder. He's getting close, Doc. Yeah, I can see him. All right, Mitch? Of course I'm all right. They're only a few yards off. Hmm. I'm right up to it. Seems to be made of metal, all right. What kind of metal? Wouldn't like to say. A kind of aluminium, at a rough guess. <laughs> Down solid, too. Hey, Mitch, do that again. Do what? Kick it. Like that? Yes, I heard it. What? I heard it. I heard your kick. Impossible. You can't hear any noise up here. There's no atmosphere for the sound waves to travel in. Oh, I didn't hear it direct. I heard it through my radio. What? Doc Lenny, did you hear it? Yeah, just as you did. Do it again, Mitch. I heard it myself that time. First, I thought it must be the vibrations within my suit. But it definitely came through the radio. But how could it? There's only one explanation. Either that thing itself or something inside it is a radio, a transmitter. It transmitted Mitch's kicks and our sets picked them up. Hey, get up. I want to walk around this thing. No, Mitch. It'll take you out of range of the televiewer and out of my sight. Won't take a couple of minutes. I'll keep talking so you'll know where I am. Do you hear me, Mitch? No. And here I go, walking around. Will you listen to me? Now on western side. No different here. No way in from this side that I can see. The fool. He's out of sight now, Jeff. Keep quiet, Doc. Listen for him. Now on southern side. Hey. What is it, Mitch? Uh, well, there's one thing about this ship that's the same as ours. What's that? A retractable ladder. And right now the rungs are extended. It's almost like an invitation to go in. Never mind that, Mitch. Keep walking. Just go round. I can see him, Jenny. He's walking up the ladder. For heaven's sake, be careful. Uh, can you see him? His head has appeared over the far side. I can see him now. Well, I'll be... Hey, Jet. Yes? I can see right down into it, into the cavern. What's in there? Nothing. What? Nothing. Are you sure? Well, of course I'm sure. There's a circular cabin, flat floor, plain walls, and a ladder leading out of it. I'm going in. Oh, no. Well, I made it. I'm in. Not quite so empty as I thought. How do you mean? Well, the walls seem to be made of octagonal-shaped panels, each one a slightly different color from the next. And there are two rows of buttons at the top of each panel. Leave them alone. Don't touch them. Don't think I'm that crazy, do you? Meets me where the crew can be, if it ever had one. How's could it get here? Could be remote controlled. Yeah, I suppose it could, but who by and where from? Search me. Meanwhile, I'll search this cabin. Maybe this is just the airlock or something. The actual living quarters are further inside. Oh. Oh, no. Doc. Listen. It's here. Jet. Jet. What is it, Doc? Oh, the noise. It's here again. We can both hear it this time. So can I. Something's going to happen. It always does. What about Mitch? Hello. Hello, Mitch. Mitch, can you hear us? 
Mitch! He doesn't answer. Doc, you try to raise him. Hello, Mitch. Can you hear me? This is Doc calling. Hello. Hello. Hello, Mitch. It's Doc now. Call him again. He should hear us now, Doc. Hello, Mitch. Can you hear us? Uh, Jet's already calling him. Oh, why did he have to go in that thing? And why doesn't he come out? Hello, Mitch. Hello. Hello, Jet. What's the pattern? Did you hear us calling you? And didn't you hear the music? It's nothing to be scared of. Aye? I said, it's nothing to be scared of. That's what I thought you said. None of us is going to be hurt. This ship is just different from ours, that's all. Run on an entirely different principle. Its magnetic field upsets the working parts of our ship to a greater or lesser degree according to how much power is being used here. Mitch, what on earth are you talking about? It's all so simple. But either come out of there or I'll come over myself. No, Jack, don't. That would be asking for trouble. What do you mean? Stay where you are. Don't attempt to move any closer. What's got into him, Jeff? I don't know. Uh, Doc, is the recorder going? Uh, sure, of course it is. Then watch it closely. Take down every word he says. This ship is from another world. Millions of miles away. Hundreds of light years. It's from the other side of the universe. That's impossible. For anything to travel that far would take thousands of years. Television would seem impossible to an ancient Egyptian. I don't happen to be an ancient Egyptian. And you know as well as I do that flight from such a distance is impossible. You're right. You're not like an ancient Egyptian. A prehistoric man would be a better description. What's the matter with you, Mitch? Time. That's the secret. Journeys through time. Leave here. <laughs> Next moment you pop up a thousand years from now. Or back a couple of thousand. Will you please explain what all this is about? Can you explain a geometrical problem to a monkey? You'll just have to take my word for it. What? His crackers. Whatever happened to him in there sent him clean off his rocker. Mitch, listen to me. No. You listen to me. What are you doing here? Where are you from? Doc, what can we do? Talk to him. Keep talking to him. All right, if you think it best. Well... We're from the Earth, but you'll know that. At first, we thought you might be. But it hardly seemed possible. We decided you must be from some other planet. Eh? Is that a surprise? That there are other people in the universe besides yourself? Well, I suppose it's possible, but... Possible? Life is universal. It crops up wherever it is given the slightest chance. Do you think your tiny planet was unique... There are millions of stars with planetary systems. Millions of planets teeming with life. He must be crackless. Mitch is the one fellow who would never say anything like that unless he saw it. A definite proof. He can hear every word you say. You all find this hard to believe, don't you? Well, it's not that, Mitch, but this is so unlike you. Now you're beginning to understand. What do you mean by that? Why do you interrupt the peace of your sister planet? What is your business here? Surveying... Photographing the establishment of a lunar base in time. Not in time. You haven't conquered that yet. How do you mean? You've got a lot to learn. Already you were tearing your own planet to pieces, destroying it. And now you mean to do the same here. Isn't that your intention? If there are minerals here of use to us, we'll dig them out. It is your intention. But if our civilization is to carry on to progress... 
We need fuel, metal, radioactive materials. The moon appears to have great stores of them. Supplies on Earth can't last forever. One day you will find that they can. What? Watch your step, Earthmen. There are things out here, even on the fringe of space, you don't comprehend. You don't understand. Can't understand. That no beings in a three-dimensional world could ever hope to understand. Three-dimensional? You mean there is another dimension? He's taken her that. Good Lord, Jet. That thing's alive. Alive? Oh, you mean, well, it, uh, I just hope it began to vibrate. Is that all? It's enough, isn't it? Jet, look, the dome, it's closing. What? Yes, it is. I got out just in time. Let's get back into the ship quick before we all go crazy. I wasn't in there above a minute. I hardly said a word to you, and then I felt the thing come to life, and... That's when I jumped and came running back to you. Doc, you recorded everything, didn't you? Everything. Play it back. Let Mitch hear it. There's nothing I'd like more. You've got me worried. What's the panic? Didn't you hear us calling you? And didn't you hear the music? It's nothing to be scared of. Hey? Does that mean? It's your it's voice, isn't it? nothing to be scared of. That's what I thought you said. None of us is going to be hurt. This ship is just different from ours, that's all. Run on an entirely different principle. But I, I never said any of those things. I wasn't in that ship long enough to say half that. But you were, and the recorder's proof of it. Listen, let's listen to it. Let me hear it. Mitch, what on earth are you talking about? It's all so simple. Mitch, either come out of there or I'll come over myself. Watch your step, There are things out here, even on the fringe of space. You don't comprehend. You don't understand. Can't understand. That no beings in a three-dimensional world can ever hope to understand. Three-dimensional? You mean there is another dimension? Well, Mitch, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's unbelievable. This is Doc's diary all over again. And you, Jet, slipping backwards in time. You know, it all ties up in a peculiar way. Well, how? You go in there and time seems to stand still. We hear your voice over our radio and record it. But so far as you're concerned, you were in and out of that ship in less than a minute. Well, when I went into the crater, the same sort of thing happened to me. I was unaware of time passing. But according to you three, I had disappeared. And I was gone for more than two hours. You know, the whole business does seem to be connected with time in some way. Maybe. But the music Lemmy's been hearing, the stuff I wrote in my diary, how do you tie that up? I don't know, unless they were trying to contact us in some way. If so, they finally succeeded through Mitch. But who are they? What are they? Where did they come from? The other side of the universe, according to you. Or should I say, your voice. Of course, that's it. They're time travellers. Yeah. Time travellers? Yes. 
It's been known for years that the only way to get to the really distant stars is to travel through time. And that's just what that ship must do. Then why couldn't it have arrived a hundred years from now? Or a hundred years ago? Why did they have to pick on the very time when we landed here? Well, they must have been just as surprised to see us as we were to meet up with them. Well, that's why they tried to scare us off, frighten us, put the ship out of action. Well, why should they want to do that? Because they're afraid of us. Hey, What, them afraid of us? Well, why not? But they seem to have so much more knowledge, more intelligence, if you like. Well, have they? Or is it just a different kind of knowledge? But if they can travel through time, or whatever that means, they must be vastly superior to us in every way. Lemmy, can you fly and find your way instinctively like a homing pigeon? Do I look as though I can? Do you consider the homing pigeon superior to you, then? More intelligent? Just because he can do something you can't do? No, I don't. Well, that's how it might be. Whoever made that ship out there can travel in time. Not because they're necessarily superior to us, but because that's the most natural way for them to carry on. They probably couldn't travel through space if they tried. Oh, well, yes, I'll see what you mean. Well, think. If only we had their secret. Think of the things we could do. If only we had the oxygen. Think of the time we could stay here. Are we ever going back? No, he's right, Jeff. Maybe we've bumped into something that's going to rock modern thought to its foundations, but unless we get word of it back to Earth, and quick, it's going to be lost forever. Yes. <laughs> Lemmy, open up that radio. Call Earth. Tell them we'll be leaving in a few minutes. Tell them we're going back. That's the first of the news I've heard up to now. Doc, Mitch, start getting ready. Take off in 30 minutes. Well, Doc, uh, I've rotated the camera three times. There's no sign of it. It must have taken off. Or done whatever it does to get from one place to another. Well, we're not going out to look for it, that's certain. Stand by to take off. All set? Okay. Okay. You ready? Gyro. Gyro. We'll keep the motor going until we reach 3,700 miles an hour. Then we'll cut her. Cut her? But escape velocity is 5,300. We don't need escape velocity. Not to go into an orbit around the moon. Who said anything about an orbit around the moon? I thought we were going straight back. When we started out on this trip, it was definitely arranged we should circle the moon at least once to see what the other side looked like. It's something scientists have wondered about for centuries. But, Jet, that was if everything was normal. Everything is normal now. The ship's working, isn't she? But for how long? We're going to circle the moon as arranged. Now stand by for firing. As soon as the correct speed is reached, we'll turn the ship through 90 degrees, increase velocity, and get as close to the surface as we can. Standing by. Okay. Okay. Firing in ten seconds. Five, four, three... Two, one, contact! Well, it doesn't look any different from the other side, does it? Craters, mountains, plains, just the same. I didn't expect it to be all that different. Hey, Chet, come over here. Look at this. What? Directly below us now. Biggest crater I've ever seen, about twice the size of Copernicus. Yes, I can see it. It's crammed full of little craters, tiny ones in regular lines. Yes, there's a tendency for craters on the Earth side to form lines of a sort, but not like these. This just can't be natural. I'll say they can't. Those craters are moving. What? Yes, they're leaving the ground. They're not craters at all, they're ships. Just like the one that landed near us. Dozens of them. And they're coming up here. They're coming up. You've been listening to episode five of Journey into Space with Andrew Folds as Jet Morgan, Alfie Bass as Lemmy, Guy Kingsley Pointer as Doc, and David Williams as Mitch. Other parts were played by David Jacobs. The orchestra was conducted by Van Phillips, who also composed the music. 
Journey into Space was written and produced for the BBC by Charles Chilton. Journey into Space. The BBC presents Jet Morgan in Operation Luna. After being stranded on the moon for 14 Earth days due to a power failure, the rocket ship Luna was at last ready to make her return journey back to Earth. Then a strange object which looked like another spaceship was seen on the televiewer screen, and Jet Morgan and Mitch went out to investigate it. Mitch entered the craft, and according to him, left almost immediately when he felt the ship begin to vibrate. But when he returned to his own ship, Mitch found that he'd been in the strange spacecraft for longer than he thought, and that during that time, his voice had been heard, explaining that the spaceship was actually from another part of the universe, and had reached our solar system by traveling through time. The rocket ship Luna took off, but before setting her nose towards the Earth and home, went into a circular orbit round the moon, so that the far side could be photographed. Hey, Jet, come over here. Look at this. What? Directly below us now. Biggest crater I've ever seen. It's about twice the size of Copernicus. Yes, I can see it. It's crammed full of little craters. Tiny ones, in regular lines. Yes, there's a tendency for craters on the Earth side to form lines of a sort, but not like these. These just can't be natural. I'll say they can't. Those craters are moving. Yes, they're leaving the ground. They're not craters at all. They're ships. Just like the one that landed near us. Dozens of them. And they're coming up here. They're coming up after us. Good heavens, I think they are too. Isn't there something we can do to get away from them? Turn on the motor or something? Not while we're on this side of the moon. Not until our nose is pointing towards the earth again. Blimey. Well, they're keeping their distance at the moment anyway. Look at them weaving about like aircraft. Except there's no air for them to fly in. How can they do it? Search me. And I'd give five years of my life to know. Keep working that camera, Doc. Get as many pictures as you can. You bet. They're going to get the surprise of their lives back home. A whole fleet of spaceships based on the other side of the moon. Hey, they're getting into some kind of formation. Yeah, now why should they do that? Maybe they're going to attack us. If they are, there's nothing we can do about it. We've no weapons, nothing. We can't even take evasive action. We better call up control and tell them about this. You shall loaf, Mitch. It'd be a waste of time. We can't be heard with the moon between the Earth and us. Well, still directly below us. Same height, same speed. And in a circular formation, like a, a ring of toadstools. How long have they been following us now? About 50 minutes, and we've nearly completed the circuit. Stand by to cut in the motor. With luck, we'll get away from them. Okay. Now, get onto your bunks and strap yourselves in. Okay. wonder how our friends below will react when they see us make a beeline for Earth. We'll soon find out. Let me know when you're all set. All set. Okay. Okay. Then cut in the stern televiewer, Lemmy, and switch in forward view. Televiewer, forward view, on. There it is. There's the Earth. Almost directly ahead. And very welcome she looks, too. Position, Lenny. Coming into center, five degrees. Dock stabilizer. Stabilizer. Four degrees. Mitch, motor. Standing by. Three degrees. Stand by for firing. Two. Firing imminent. One. Contact.
300, 400, 500, 600. Cut the loser. Earth, now dead center. Course correct. Cut the stabilizer, Doc. Stabilizer cut. Well, that's that. On course, correct velocity, and we're heading for home. Unfasten your safety straps. Get back to your station. Uh, and we'll see just what our escort made of that little maneuver. Stern televiewer, on. Are they still there, Mitch? Can't see them. <laughs> Good. We must have left them miles behind. Wait a minute. I can see them. There. Those tiny black dots against the bright moon's surface. Yes. They're still in that strange formation. Mitch, you haven't checked the motor or the fuel supply. Sorry, Jeff. I'll do it right away. Now, Doc, where are they? Uh, there. See them? Yes. Say, wait a minute. They're not below us anymore. They're flying at the same height as we are. Yes. Yes, I think they are. How do you account for that? They must be following us. Hello, Earth. Rocket ship Luna calling home. Over. And they're gaining on us, too. They're getting bigger every second. Motor and fuel tanks, okay? Plenty of reserve fuel left. Hoodles of it. Mitch, those ships, whatever they are, they're following us now and gaining on us. What? Oh, look at them. They're getting closer all the time. Hello, Earth. Rocket ship Luna calling control. Calling control. Come in, please. Yes, they're following us, all right. What are they up to? What's the idea? Well, maybe they're just curious, want to take a closer look at us. Either that or they are planning an attack. Demi, have you got control yet? No, give us a chance. Hello, Earth. Well, Rocket what good will contacting base do? For us, Come in, probably please. very little. Hello, but at least we ought to tell Earth to Rocket warn them, let future crews control. know what to expect out here. Come in, hey, please. listen. Huh? Well, can't you hear it? Jet, that noise! It's here again. Yes. Jeff, can't you hear it? Yes, Lemmy, I can, but get control for heaven's sake. I can't. It's that flicking music. Hello. Hello, Earth. This is rocket ship Luna calling control. It's getting louder. And they're still coming. Getting closer. That's why it gets louder. That noise must come from them. Hello, Earth. Hello. Good grief. What is it, Doc? They must be going to ram us. The whole lot of them. What? Yes, they must be. They haven't changed their line of flight one iota. They're coming straight at us. But they wouldn't dare. They'd do as much harm to themselves as they would to us, even if they're remote controlled. Uh, that is a point. Well, they're getting pretty close. Jet. Huh? Do you feel anything? Feel anything? What? Gravity's returning to the ship. Oh, it's impossible. It is, I tell you. They're almost on us. Control. This is Luna. Come in, please. Emergency. I can feel the gravity pull. So can I, and it's, now... It's beginning to get difficult to stand up. Jet, what's happening? The ships, they're here. They must be all around us. Get on to your bunk. Live flat. Live flat. I, I can't. I, I can't make it. Lie where you are on the floor. Hello, Earth. Hello. Get it, get down. Everybody, lie down. Something even what is going on? There's a ship right up close behind us. It fills the whole screen. It's... Oh. oh, oh, where, what happened? Doc, Mitch, Lemmy, can you hear me? Yeah, I, I can, Jet. What happened to us, Mitch? I don't know. Oh, how do you feel? Oh, crook. Real crook. Yeah, me too, but the pressure seems to have gone now. I blacked out. Yes, so did I, I think. Doc, Lemmy, you all right? Lemmy, can you hear me? They're out, Jet. Flat out. Unconscious. Hey, can you get up? I think so. Oh, 
Uh, oh. uh, Lemmy's waking up. Lemmy. Oh. Are you all right? Are you oh. hurt? Oh, Jack, leave me alone. Oh, I feel shocked. Oh, we all do. The ship must have accelerated. I don't know how, but that's all I can think of. Uh, Jet, Doc's coming round. How are you feeling, Doc? Doc, are you all right? Look, we'd better get him onto his bunk. Help me lift him. Oh, I feel like I don't care if I die. Get onto your bunk too, Lemmy. Don't oh. lie there on the floor. Yes, Jet. If you're feeling up to it, Lemmy... You might give us a hand with Doc. Yes, Mitch. Hold on. I'm coming. Just stay put until you feel better. Thanks. You feeling better, Lemmy? Yes, a bit. Stay with him. As soon as you can, try to raise control. Right. Come on, Mitch. See if we can find out what happened to us. We'll take a look at the televiewer first. See if those things are still out there. It's true. What's the matter with it? It's gone crazy. The tube must have gone. No, Mitch, I don't think it's that. Then what is it? Why don't we get a clear picture? Why doesn't it keep still? It is a clear picture. Huh? Those points of light traveling from the top of the frame to the bottom are stars. Stars? Yes, Mitch. The ship is spinning, turning head over heels. If it wasn't for the stars flashing past us on the screen, we'd never have known. But, but how did that happen? What set her off? I don't know. But we've got to steady her, get her back onto an even keel. We'll never find our position or anything else unless we do. We can use the flywheels as counteraction. Yes, but they're so small, it'll take a long time before we're steady again. What do we care, so long as we can stop her turning over like this? Well, put in number one for a start. Yes, all right, Jack. Then switch her on. Number one. We're still turning, but she should settle down soon. I think we might start taking a look at things now. Rotate the television camera, Mitch, and see if those ships are still following us. Well, certainly not on the port side or directly behind us. Try the starboard side. I'm turning. No. Well, either they've gone or they must be directly in front of us. I'll switch on the forward view. No, we'd better take a fix on the moon. Check our course. Yeah. No. Wait a minute. Eh? Did you see the moon just now? No, I didn't, but we've been turning over, Mitch. Heaven knows which way the ship is pointing now. The moon might be forward, too. In that case, the Earth must be behind us, and we should see that. Rotate the camera, Mitch. Let's look again. You're darn right. There's no sign of it. Either the Earth or the moon. Hello. Hello, Earth. Rocket ship lunar calling. Lunar calling control. Come in, please. Stars. Nothing but stars. Keep her turning, Mitch. They must be there. The Earth and Moon can't both disappear. Just like that. Hello. Hmm? Hello. Lunar calling Earth. Rocket ship Lunar calling Wongawala. Come in, please. Come in. It's, it's no good, Jet. They're not there. Oh, there must be an explanation. I know. Somehow or other, we must have got back to the far side of the Moon, with our stern pointing away from it. If we switch on the forward view, we'll see the moon, all right, and the earth behind it. Hello, hello. Are you receiving us? Wonga Walla, come in, please. We need your help. Well, there's the forward view. Not a sign. Rotate the thing, Mitch. They can't be in line with the camera. Hey, Jack, Jack. What is it, Lemmy? I can't raise a sausage. Absolutely nothing. Not on any band. You sure the set's working all right? As far as I can tell. But I can't pick up a thing. Not on any frequency. It's like every transmitter back on Earth is packed in. Oh, don't be ridiculous. You must be able to get something. Keep trying. Well, if you say so. Any sign yet, Mitch? No, and I've gone almost right round. There you are. A full turn. Nothing. Oh, this is fantastic. We couldn't possibly miss objects the size of the Earth and the Moon. 
The moon's image alone should more than fill the whole screen. We can't be that far away from it. We've got to face it, Jet. If they're there, we can't pick them up. If they're there... Something must be wrong with the televiewer. Then why did we see the stars? It's no good, Jet. I can't raise a thing for a single living soul. Jet? Yes, Doc? What's the trouble? No, we don't know. Lemmy says the radio's working, but he can't pick up anybody. To all appearances, the televiewer's working, but we can't pick up the moon or the earth. And we've searched every possible direction. We see nothing but stars. Uh, no sign of the ships? No, not a sign. Well, that's something. But we must be way off course. Oh, that's putting it mildly. We'd have to be thousands of miles off course for this to happen. That televiewer must have gone wrong. Well, there's only one way to be sure of that. Go out there and look with our own eyes. That's all we can do. Then let's get our suits on and go. This has got to be solved and quick. We've got no time to waste. Look, I'll, I'll work the airlock for you. Yeah, not if you don't feel up to it, Doc. No. Then you can do it. No, I'll do it. It's more important that he stays with the radio. Oh, very well. Give us a couple of minutes to get the suits on. Hello. Hello. Rocket ship Luna calling. Rocket ship Luna calling control. Okay, Doc. Close the hatch. Hatch closing. Now fastening helmet. Over to intercom. Helmet fastened. Right you. Somebody, please, come in, wherever you are. All right, exhaust the airlock. Exhausting airlock. I don't care if you don't speak English. Suit inflating. Suit inflating. Air pressure zero. Okay, Doc. Open the door. Main door. Contact. Now leaving ship. Check. Fastening safety line. Now walking upside of ship. Now fastening safety line. Walking upside of ship behind jet. Can you see the earth or the moon? Not yet. Haven't got high enough to get a good view, but I'm nearly there. Now. Well? Not a sign. Can you see them, Mitch? Uh, Jeff, they're not there. Then they must be underneath the ship. Uh, you can't see them because the ship's in the way. No, Doc. Not a hope, I'm afraid. Well, then what's the explanation? I don't know. It's almost as though we'd left the entire solar system altogether. Left it behind and got completely out of sight of it in a few minutes, but that's just not possible. I'm not so sure that it isn't. How do you mean, Mitch? Jeff... Look at the stars. Line them up with a part of the ship. Well, don't you see? They're slowly, very slowly moving past. What? Try it for yourself. Go on, try it. Yes, they are. Very, very slowly, but they're moving. We must be traveling at a tremendous speed. A fantastic speed. That's why there's no sign of the Earth or Moon. We, we left them way behind. I can't believe it. It's too incredible to grasp. Uh, well, let's get back into the ship, Mitch. This whole thing might be a hallucination. Hallucination? Look, there. See that? Oh, a yellow star. Near enough to show up as a disk. Did you see anything like that on the way out from Earth? We couldn't expect to. We can't get anywhere near that close to a star, even the nearest star. Can't we? Well, that darn thing's close enough, isn't it? it? Good heavens, the sun. The sun? Of course. And we're traveling away from it. That's why Lily can't pick up anything on the radio. We're out of range. Take it easy, Jed. It might not be the sun. We don't know. Hello, Doc. Yes. We're coming back into the ship. It must be a dream. All a dream. We'll wake up soon. We've got to. 
against the position. There's no sign of the moon, the earth, the sun, Mars, no sign of the solar system at all. But unless we find it and get back to it, we're done for. One of those stars out there must be the sun. And how do we find out which? Well, by the constellations. Yes, that's it. If we could recognise a few star groups, we might deduce our position from them, and that would... Oh, not a hope, Lemmy. Look at the screen. Look at the stars drifting by. Thousands of them. Can you pick any given constellation out of that lot? Well, I can't, no, but I'm only the radio operator. I'm afraid I can't either, Lemmy. We'll never do it that way. Hmm. And constellations are seen from here, right in among them, as it were, look very different from what they do on Earth. Virtually unrecognisable. Even if we did get our bearings... How do we take the ship out of the course she's in now and put her in the right one? With a motor and the gyros. Rotate the ship until the nose is pointing in the right direction and then turn on the power. Look at the speed we're travelling. I don't think cutting in the motor would make any noticeable difference. Even if we used all the fuel in one burst. What, you mean we haven't a chance? No, uh, no hope at all? Not of getting back home. Not, not even to the moon? Oh, I didn't much like it, but it would be better than nothing. We could at least see the Earth from there. Not even to the moon. Well, how did this happen? What caused it? Less than an hour ago, we were quietly coasting above the moon's surface, minding our own business, and now look at the mess we're in. Lemmy, none of us know how this happened. All we do know is that those ships had something to do with it. Somehow, they've managed to increase our speed, carry us faster and further than man has ever dreamed he could go. Then where are those perishing ships? Where do they show themselves? Where are they taking us? We don't know that they're taking us anywhere. Here. Wait a minute. They said they came from the other side of the universe, didn't they? Well, maybe that's where we're going. Seems that in, in one go they swept us right out of our little solar system and smack into the middle of eternity. Yeah, but where is eternity? We must be going somewhere. Let me... The universe is vast. You know that. It's on the cards that we'll never land up anywhere. I? I mean it. Ah, but that's impossible. Just take a look at those stars out there. Even if we just go drifting hopelessly on, we're, we're bound to meet up with one of them in the end. Every one of those stars is a million times bigger than this ship. They've been drifting out here in space for millions and millions of years. And in all that time, only an infinitesimal number, if that, have ever actually collided. So what are our chances, Lemmy? Millions of years, you say? Yes. How much oxygen we got? Enough for a little more than four and a half days. Uh, silly, isn't it? You could look at it that way. But them things, them ships or whatever they were, they told us through Mitch that... There were thousands of planetary systems in the universe, all teeming with life. There probably are. Well, if we can leave our own in such a hurry, and it likely we're liable to meet up with another just as quick. Maybe the very one those ships come from themselves. We might at that. We might do anything. We, we just don't know. All we do know is that we're somewhere out in space, probably zooming through the Milky Way at a speed something approaching that of light. Well, look... Even if we did come across another solar system, what are the chances of its planets being suitable for us to land on? And, assuming they are, what are the chances of our being able to survive on them? Well, not much. Aye? Well, why should there be? Take our own planetary system. Of the nine known planets, not counting the asteroids, the, the only one, so far as we know, supporting any life is our Earth. Well, what about the others? Well, Mercury's so near the sun, the temperature is high enough to keep lead in a molten state. Could anything live in that? Oh, I shouldn't think so. Venus, whose surface no man has ever glimpsed, 
is so hot that even if our atmosphere contained enough oxygen, which it doesn't, life would be virtually impossible. Oh. Mars, with its thin atmosphere, may support some kind of plant life, but life in Jupiter, Saturn, or any of the other planets would be frozen solid. It just couldn't exist. So what are our chances of finding just one planet in thousands, presumably millions, out here that could support life? Always supposing we're alive when we reach it. Well, if you ask me, this trip has turned out to be a dead loss all round. But other planets in other planetary systems don't have to be like ours, do they? No, they don't. They could be of many kinds. What, for instance? Well, some might well still be in a molten state, in the first stage of their development. Others could have long since gone right through their life cycle and now be dead, barren, lifeless, like the moon. Yes, some might well be enclosed in, in poisonous atmosphere. Or others have no atmosphere at all. Or be so large and the gravity pull so strong, we couldn't even stand up. Some so small, we could jump 50 feet in the air at every step. You know, others might be much like the Earth, but have no water. and There can't be any life without water. Some might have their surfaces entirely covered in water. Just as the Earth would be if all the land areas suddenly subsided and disappeared under the oceans. A planet entirely covered with water... It's not impossible, Mitch. Well, anyway, there'd be no point in landing now. I can't swim. On top of that, you must remember that we are equipped only for moon or earth landings. Landing anywhere else might need a completely different approach, different methods, different kinds of equipment. Not very encouraging, is it? I'm afraid we've all got to face up to it. We're helpless. Absolutely helpless. No idea where we are, what direction we're traveling in, and even if we knew powerless to exert any kind of control whatever over the ship. I'd sit down and make me will, but there'd be nobody to read it. To think that our attempt to conquer such a small part of the universe should have resulted in this. An endless journey through eternity. Yeah, this is what comes of meddling with things we don't understand. We should have stayed home where life was worth living. Well, there's no use in crying over it now. We have to do something, if only to keep our reason. You're the captain of the ship, Jed. Anything you say? Well, for a start, we'll carry out normal routine. Check the equipment, call up base on the radio. What good would that do? According to you, there's no radio wave could leave Earth fast enough to catch us up. There's no sense in sitting back and brooding over the position. The only things we can do are those we've been doing in connection with the ship's routine. And we'll carry on that way until we... Let me get to the radio. Yes, Jack. Mitch, check the motor, fuel gauges. Yes, right, Jack. I'll check the radar and keep telling you watch for the next hour. Doc? Yeah? You'll keep a log, just as you did during the long wait on the moon. Yeah, sure. Get started. And let's have no more talk about solar systems, planets, or anything else unless it's going to help the situation. November the 21st, 1965. Earth time. It is now more than two hours since we found ourselves in these new and frightening circumstances. How we got here, what really caused it, we shall probably never know. We are like a ship at sea, drifting. Only our chance of ever making land must be negligible. For we are adrift in space, maybe destined to wander around the universe forever, helplessly, hopelessly. A tiny speck of humanity, lost in a vast nothingness. Everybody goes about his normal duties as though we were coasting back to Earth from the moon, as indeed, but for this fantastic stupendous trick of fate we would be. Mitch periodically checks the motor, fuel tanks, oxygen supply, and air conditioner. Lemmy stays at the radio, trying, 
and hoping to get some kind of contact with somebody somewhere. Jet remains at the televiewer, transfixed, hoping that, in spite of everything, something will appear on it which will give us some hope, a straw to clutch. Hey, Doc, Mitch, Lemmy, come over here, look. What is it? I think we're slowing down. What makes you think, sir? Well, the drift of stars across the screen has been getting slower. What does that mean? Well, how should I know, but it must mean something. Well, well what's that? Right in the center. Huh? That little spot of light, almost a disc. Where? There, see it? Yes, I can. Right smack in the middle. The ship's nose must be pointing straight at it. It's not quite a disc. It's more like the moon when it's nearly full. Wouldn't be the moon, would it? And if it was, we'd see the Earth, too. Oh, if it's shining by reflected light, the star, its sun, must be to the left of it. Rotate the camera, Jet. See if you can find it. There it is. There, see? Many times bigger. But it's the solid body we're heading for. we better concentrate on that. Are we going to eat it? I don't know. We're approaching it pretty fast. We must be. I thought you said we'd slowed down. Oh, we have, but only by comparison. Doc, get to the radar. As we get nearer to it, we might get some idea of our true speed. Right. Oh, look at it. It goes off the screen now. It has an atmosphere, no doubt about that. Yeah, but what's it composed of? Methane? Ammonia? Or what? The chances of it being air are a million to one against. Still, it's a planet, an island in a limitless ocean. And we're heading straight for it, at a speed at which we might be able to control the ship. It's a chance in a million, our only hope. You mean you're going to attempt landing on it? Well, why not? If we're going to die anyway, it might as well be on that... whatever it is, as out here in nothing... But it's so far away from home. No further than we'll ever be. This is our one chance of survival. But we've no idea what's on it, who's on it. We might even be wrecked and end up as a sort of a space family Robinson. What do you say, Mitch? Shall we try it? Now, wait a minute, Jet. Think what you're doing. We haven't much time to think. An hour or so and we'll either have crashed into it or passed it by. It'll be too late to make any decision then. I'm all for taking the chance. Let's try to land, Doc. Me too. I suppose if I say I'm not, I'll be considered overruled? Yes. I'm overruled. All right. The landing procedure will be the same as it would have been for landing on Earth. With the aid of the atmosphere? How else? But it may not be dense enough to afford the necessary braking power. That we'll find out, but we'll try it just the same. Open up the pilot's cabin, Doc. I'm going in. You've been listening to episode six of Journey into Space with Andrew Folds as Jet Morgan, Alfie Bass as Lemmy, Guy Kingsley Pointer as Doc, and David Williams as Mitch. Other parts were played by David Jacobs. The orchestra was conducted by Van Phillips, who also composed the music. Journey into Space was written and produced for the BBC by Charles Chilton. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. 
new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.